0: Welcome back to the Dad's Got Issues podcast. I am DGI Mark, and on the other end of the comms, I have DGI Charlie.
1: What's going on?
0: Not much, not much. Uh, so we are stepping into issue 21, and we are going to go in between the ropes, give you guys some coverage from the last two weeks of wrestling, uh, which means a lot of coverage from Hell in a Cell, uh, Halloween Havoc, and some build for full gear for AEW. Um, I actually even got to watch a little bit of Ring of Honor uh, last week, um, and I caught this. I caught the semifinals of their pure champion, their pure wrestling championship tournament. With um, it looks, I, I say I catch it. I watched the the Jonathan um, Gresham match with um, what's his name? He's the former MMA guy for them. Like I said, uh, great. I mean, Ring of Honor is apparently filming in Baltimore somewhere. Um, I was I was assuming by the size of the venue they were filming in. I think it's at UMBC, but I don't I don't rightfully know. But like I said, they they mentioned several times that they are in the Baltimore area filming. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I can touch on that way at the end. But so we'll start with uh, the Monday Night Raw side of things. Um, I think it's easier just to kind of go storyline to storyline than go show to show. So, uh, well, uh, let's talk about, obviously, main event picture. Uh, You had, you know, Drew. You obviously had the go-home show, and then you had the post-Hell in a Cell show, but obviously Drew and Randy. And the last time we got together for an issue uh, for In Between the Ropes, I think I was the one that said that if Randy didn't get it this go-around, he probably wasn't going to get it. Um, And I think we both said we would be surprised if he didn't win it this go-around with them obviously pushing this rivalry as far as they have.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, what's this? three, four months, something like
0: that? Three or four months, and I think it's the fourth straight pay-per-view they've wrestled, um, which I'm not complaining about. Honestly, I'm okay with him getting another, you know, a a rubber match, essentially. Um, But I think if he does get a rubber match, I don't think Drew wins.
1: I think. No, I don't think either. I, I, well, what I'm, I'm seeing is, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna let Randy win, uh, and then build a, a Randy fiend uh, feud, which is already exists. I, um, from, and yeah. then, uh, we're, I think what we'll see is uh, Miz and McIntyre, uh, feud.
0: Yeah, and and to be honest with you, I could I could realistically see Randy holding the belt, even getting past Drew, getting past the Fiend, like, holding it well into 2021. And I know a lot of people don't believe that, but with the pandemic, the uncertainty, like, everything going on, not that Drew's not a household name. But when you're you're talking about, like, okay, so, for example, NXT put the belt on Finn Balor. People know who Finn Balor is. He's a safe champion. SmackDown's now got Roman Reigns, and, you know, obviously Raw had Drew. Not saying that Drew isn't recognizable to the average wrestling fan, but when USA is putting out graphics, people know who Randy Orton is. And we still have, like, friends and people that I know that don't really watch or follow wrestling— that when I'm like, you know, if they, they sit down with me, like, and they see I'm watching something at work and they see Randy Orton on the screen, they're like, oh, Randy Orton still wrestles? It's very similar, like, to that, like, obviously, with other guys, too. Like, when John Cena comes back for a match or, or even The Rock. I mean, that, it, it, it makes sense to why The Rock, Goldberg, you know, even shit, even I'll even put Brock Lesnar in the category. Why these guys get the belts when they get them, it's because they're recognizable, the people know who they yes. are.
1: Randy's a fourteen-time champ now, and and he's he's proven his worth. And you know what? This feud with Drew, it, it you can tell like, well, just just the past year with Edge and now with Drew, like you can see Randy Orton really getting back into you know what made people fans of of him anyway. Yeah, he was, you know, he was one of those guys that wasn't like you know, I guess, necessarily backstage, but you know, Randy Orton was. I mean there was a reason that he got pushed the reason you know, the way that he did. There's a reason yeah. he became the left. There's a reason all those veterans put him over because they saw how great he actually is. And yeah. And and and, and he's still going. And and it just took, I think, uh, you know, a, a kind of tweak, a change and, and that feud with Edge, that really helped spark everything to get Randy Orton. Well, I, I doing think
0: it. even before Edge, I thought Randy was doing
1: well, yeah, Better. I mean, they they tried the uh, well, the revival wanted that stable, like when Randy yeah. was over on SmackDown, and they they wanted that stable, and it just it never happened. But I, I think with with the Edge feud, it, it kind of I don't know. But I, I
0: think or, they're I think they are well, also building towards an Edge comeback too. Maybe not Survivor Series, but you know, obviously, Royal
1: Rumble. yeah,
0: a, a Royal Rumble, or even and and this is the thing, I like guess. As waste as 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 it sounds like it would be, if Edge wins, say at the Royal Rumble, and Miz cashes in, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's a short lived feud that gets the Miz the title, doesn't hurt Randy, so they can continue to book Randy Strong through WrestleMania season. I I honestly I think Drew McIntyre is going to win the Royal Rumble again. I don't. Yeah. I I think I think he got his moment stolen away. I don't maybe people aren't as excited to see Drew win but at the end as they were last year, but I still think he's gonna I still think he's gonna main event WrestleMania next year. I yeah, think I think, so, I think I think he needs that culmination moment. I mean, and we don't know yet if there's gonna be fans at Mania or not, but if they announce that hey, this is gonna be in Tampa and Tampa's allowing max capacity, but we're gonna allow, you know, twelve thousand fans. Well, twelve thousand fans in a in a sixty seventy thousand person stadium isn't really a lot, but it's still more than the fourteen people they've been wrestling in front of, or you know, really the nobody they've been wrestling in front of in the Thunderdome. Um, so, like I said, I think I think we see Drew win. Um, I think we see Drew win the the Royal Rumble, or and or he's just he's the Raw guy if if, if a Raw per, uh, SmackDown person wins the Rumble. Um, but I don't see anybody on SmackDown that I realistically could be like, yeah, you know, he makes sense to be a Royal Rumble winner. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with how the main title picture is rolling on Raw. It's a little, it was a little choppy on the fo- on the the follow up show uh, after Hell in a Cell. Like, you know, it wasn't quite like it didn't make sense who was after him. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like. No, the-
1: well, um- Right now, like, and it's it's weird because like, you know, for some reason, Survivor Series has been brand versus brand instead of you know team like uh, yeah. I was talking with somebody else. I was like, you know, the old school days of where it was like, you know, team wrestler one versus team wrestler two. So like in this sense it's team Drew versus team Randy. Like yeah. that would make sense. And instead, we're gonna have team Raw versus team SmackDown. So. You know, you're just supposed to ignore everybody's problems with one another. We're supposed to ignore, you know, that champions are supposed to be defending their titles, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, um, S- and, and, and S- it throws a wrench into any sort of creative plans. So it makes sense for the hiccups to be there. Um, you know, kind of after. What uh, uh, was actually a really good pay per view on Hell in a Cell?
0: Yes, uh, and I was I was kind of concerned when I was watching Hell in a Cell. That it was going to be too short. It was going to be, you know, like, because unfortunately in more recent, you know, era, how, you know, WWE pay-per-views, if they're only going to give you five matches, sometimes the pay-per-view only lasts an hour and a half, two hours. Right. You know what I mean? like. Like that's happened before. It's happened on NXT. It's happened. It's happened on regular pay per views. So when I saw that there was going
1: to be, a- I'm, not, I'm not against that, and especially like with with the amount of wrestling we get in a in a in a pay per view week. You know, you know, think about it. Right, you get three hours of Raw. Um, you get two hours of NXT, two hours of AEW, uh, two hours of SmackDown. That's not including if you watch 205 Live or. Um, Main event, Uh, main event, right? So even if you just ignore those, so what's that? That's two, four, six, eight. That's eleven hours plus. uh, You know whatever you're going to watch on the pay per view, and then you've got to get through the 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 following week before you can kind of really have a break in between. So yeah, you know if if they make a pay per view two hours long, I'm not going to complain. I pay nine ninety nine for the network uh i'm not i'm not sweating if i was dropping sixty dollars yeah that thing better be going four hours long but but uh. my
0: but my thing is is i think wwe gets the rap now of you know they're kind of the 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 social media generation or social media company that you know they give it to you in short intermediate bursts instead of you know a longer draw so to speak so when what i'm saying is is you know when i see five matches i'm thinking oh shit this we're gonna get five minute match like you know, I mean like like we're used to from them like i'm concerned when we only get like we get five matches on a car and you know one of them's going to be quick like you know Mm -hmm. one of those matches isn't going to last that you know a 25 minute you know tilt and luckily like the roman reigns match they really they drew it out, you know, like they really they didn't allow it to like get stale through i mean obviously it had its moments, but like obviously there's a lot of drama in that right. storyline, but they did that portion of it well, it wasn't like yeah, it, it didn't seem it was
1: actually really
0: well yes um but yeah. my my big thing and my big my big thought process going into hell in a cell was. These five matches have to execute, and they did all. All, all the matches that were pre, like advertised, I thought did I thought they were they were good. Now, mind yeah. you, like Jeff Hardy and Elias didn't really do anything for me, but yeah. It, yeah. it 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 was still a, an entertaining match.
1: Yeah, but you know, like, and, and it's not that I dislike either of those guys. It's just they've never been anything like the Hardy boys when they were in their glory days. Sure. But, uh, Jeff Hardy at this stage in his career, like, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm, you're not going to get me excited. It, it, there's nothing that you, you're going to do. That's going to make me go, Oh, wow. Like, you know, I've been, a, I've been a Jeff Hardy fan for, you know, yeah, 20 years at this point. Like, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're not doing anything that I haven't already seen. And, uh, Elias, you know, entertaining guy but you know his matches are uh, as entertaining as well like what you you used to say with uh Bobby Lashley it's it's like watching a paper bag and,
0: yeah uh, <laughs> and it's crazy because now you know as much as I've I loathed Bobby Lashley for the last calendar year or more you know I you know I watch like I watched his I mean obviously I knew his title match was going to be a complete squash but you know, I I watch Bobby Lashley with some interest because I like the hurt business. I like it. Seems like whoever is writing the hurt business isn't writing Monday Night Raw because it's like they you know they they like I've said it before. You know, it seems like the shit that like nobody really seems to care about, or their like upper management doesn't seem wholeheartedly invested in, is the shit that works. It's the shit that like it's the stuff that people talk about every week, and you know like.
1: because retribution man like you know we got the Hurt Business and they're being booked extremely well but then you got retribution who was supposed to be this you know hey we're gonna come in we're gonna shake things up and you're giving Mustafa Ali you know some sort of leadership role and they've been made to look like losers every turn
0: so I read an article um, from one of the dirt sheets it said that basically Vince has already lost interest in retribution and he's done with the angle and the idea and he's just you know he's he's basically gonna slowly but surely phase him out you know post survivor series and i'm like god damn they've been on they've been up on the main roster for a month like right. like and it's nothing against the guys that are in retribution but like would vince have f- fallen out of favor so quickly if i don't know they didn't wear stupid masks and have shitty fucking code names
1: right like you know let them be who they want to be i, I- I mean, maybe that's part of it. Maybe you go, and I don't know. You, you you just try to change. Look, it's professional wrestling. We have to keep short memories, right? Because you know, it, look at the Miz. Look at uh, you know, look at pretty much anybody who uh, you know started off as uh, you know, kind of like fodder or you know, yeah. jobbers. I know. I what mean, Triple H. Look at, look at the you know he was the Connecticut blue blood like this is a guy who was wrestling the Godwins in you know hog pen matches and now you know like you can't you can't think about Triple H going he's one of the greatest of all time to do it
0: yeah so. but it took it took an almost an entire era shift for that to happen and it, are, like are we at a point right now where like the era shift that needs to happen is Vince leaving and Triple H being like, yeah, all these guys were awesome in NXT or at least solid mid-card guys and gals. Like, why are we not, you know, like, why are we treating them like, you know, caricatures? Right. And why does NXT, like, why does WWE do this? They do this to all of their characters. You know what I mean? Like they, or, or, or at least all, like, it seems like, the era of of the of the of the wrestling character w- wasn't popular like by you know address of the attitude era and then the ruthless aggression like those two eras are are, are regularly heralded as like the, the the eras of wrestling now there's a lot of a lot of smut you know smut in the attitude era but i think the ruthless aggression era is probably an era of time with all wrestling fans kind of go to and you're, you're like the storytelling was good that you know that everybody was who they were it wasn't like chris benoit was like the the wolverine he was chris benoit you know the wolverine was his nickname but he didn't come out dressed as a wolverine
1: yeah you still had you still had characters right you still had the undertaker you know going on and off you still had kane kind of doing his thing the boogeyman but like overall yeah i mean you didn't really have the the lame uh the lame gimmicks, right? Yeah. And 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 I, like, he could call somebody like going to clown lame because for the era that he was in, he was, you know, he was fun. Even Jerry, the King Lawler, you know, and, and, you know, everything that he did, like,
0: but you know, but it's almost, <laughs> it's almost like though we, you know, it's almost like me. And you, like, we might have differing opinions on which era was best. But we all agree that, like, we don't want to go back to Tugboat and Doink the Clown. And, like, we don't want to go back to, pre at the very minimal, pre-attitude era. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to go back to that. So, that's where we are, though. Like, I hate to say it, like, we are, but we we aren't,
1: but we are. You know, we're at a time... it's different, but it's yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same feeling, and part of that has just you know been the uh, you know the and I and I and I'm not knocking the PG thing, right? Like you know, we both have kids. Like yeah. we want to be able now yeah, we want to be able to watch wrestling with them, we you know and and not have to be like oh yeah, this is something that we need to talk about. But think um, you know, like, you just want to watch wrestling. But
0: think about it like this: or like you know, like a team like War Raiders. Or Viking right. Raiders or whatever the hell they're calling themselves. So you get War Raiders, right? They come to right. WWE. They're not raiders. They're not Vikings. They don't play, they don't play to be these things. You know what I mean? Like in, in any other company. They're just guys who like like the Viking mentality. They like the brutality. Like they like that they just they they, they model their ring gear after it, basically. Right. But they come to WWE and they do a whole program that got the street profits over. It did. But it made them look goofy. Like throwing yeah. throwing axes and doing all this like Viking stuff. And you're like, I, I I highly doubt that Ivan and Eric do that in their personal time. You wanna know what I bet they do? They probably lift weights, listen to rock music, or you know, watch movies and you know, you know, do the normal nerd shit that everybody else does. But they go on TV and they have to play a character that they're not. And I'm not saying that, like, obviously, WWE, you know, wrestling doesn't have characters. It does. But characters that work and have proven to work are, like, the Fiend and the Demon and, like, right. you know, the darker supernatural characters that we know aren't real, but they're cool as shit because they get cool. the cool entrances and the cool ring gear and masks and whatever. But when you start to throw in, you know these people that you know are just normal people and now you know i gotta believe that you know who the hell is t-bar is that uh what's his name uh, dominic
1: who dominic dodjikovic okay
0: so i'm supposed to believe donovan Dajakovich is t-bar like that character's awful like it's a stupid name like if he came out and was like you know Um, um,
1: you know, Shane Thorne is slapjack. Like, yeah, he's Shane Thorne. He's, he's a, he's a super talented athlete. Like, or, well, Hey, you know, you you brought it up shorty, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. shorty, uh, shorty G right. You know, Hey, thanks for listening to us. WWE, by the way, um, on that because shorty G was lame, but you know what Chad Gable said? He's like, I can't go in, I can't complain that I don't have any, uh, that I don't have any opportunities, because I go in and I say, I want opportunities. And then they come to me with this crappy gimmick, but it's an opportunity, and I'm going to do the best with it. And then that's what he's done, right? He's he's yeah. tried. It obviously isn't working, because nobody likes the shorty G angle, No, but he... Gave him an opportunity, he's made the best of it, but, and now it's ran its course.
0: But, like, my thing with with Shorty G is that is as bad as Stardust. And maybe WWE just learned their lesson with Stardust, like, oh, well, you know, we, we really can't allow a Chad Gable to not have an opportunity to be himself or develop his own character or do whatever that he thinks is going to work because... When he inevitably, we agree, Chad Gable isn't probably long for WWE. He probably enjoys working for the company, being on the national stage and doing what he's doing. But I can't imagine he wants to do what he's doing right now. Like, I can't can't imagine an Olympic wrestler. I mean, obviously, he's not a gold medalist like Kurt Angle. But I can't imagine, like, somebody who was an amateur champion... Came to WWE with aspirations of being the butt of short jokes. Like, yeah, we get it. He's fucking short, but so is Rey Mysterio. But you're not making a joke every other every other segment cool. about his height.
1: And and like he pointed out too, he's like, I'm actually not that short. He's like, you know, compared to other amateur wrestlers, he's like, if anything, I was one of the taller guys. Like, yeah. you know, wrestlers just unless you're an exception, like a like a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, you know, they're. Most of them are shorter guys. They're not they're but like not the,
0: these thing, huge. the thing though is though, you know, like obviously he gets back to Chad Gable. It's it's almost like the retrospect of like people think, Oh well, you know, like Baron Corbin is more over as King Corbin or he's getting more plug in TV time as King Corbin than he did as Baron Corbin. And I'm like Yeah. yeah but he's awful as King Corbin. Yeah. He was better yeah. when he when he played the lone wolf like anti-establishment yeah, hero, anti-hero character. He was way more interesting on television. He was way well, more believable as a, as a, you know, as a heel orbit, he could done whatever he wanted to do.
1: Right. I mean, that's what got him over in NXT to begin with. And yeah. I get it. Like, I, I, you know, characters, they have to evolve. I, I understand that. Right. Like, you understand that, but you know, it's, it's got to make sense. It's got to work. And if it's not working, stop forcing it. Like, you you can't be like, oh, well, here's a crap sandwich. Keep eating it. Don't worry. It will eventually Well, my taste thing it. is, is like,
0: why is, why is Mustafa Ali the only one that doesn't have a fucking mask? Why is he the only one that doesn't have a stupid code name? Why do all the rest of them have to suffer in character purgatory but Mustafa Ali, I get it. He's set apart because he's the leader. But still, like, what the hell? Like, it makes no sense when the other people in the group are great. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're great athletes and wrestlers.
1: And the fact that we know who all of them are, like it's not, like it's a secret, right? We, we know all of them are. It's just, it doesn't make sense. You know, but, um, we, we knew what was going on with them. We knew who was in it before it even happened. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know. Yeah,
1: so um so I raw, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean that pretty much covers I mean all the bases there. Obviously the the IC title is on um SmackDown, the United States titles on Bobby Lashley, but like I said, unfortunately he's kinda getting stuck in the, the retribution program. If it's gonna be the hurt business first retribution, I'm okay with that. But they gotta make it that. And unfortunately, yeah
1: already wasted it though i feel like they've already wasted it by by doing it this past monday while we're all like i get it like the way that it ended you can you can still go but uh, it's so you remember when shield and evolution were feuding or the shield and the wyatt family and you're like i could keep watching these guys fight and fight and fight yeah it was great right I can't keep watching the Hurt Business and Retribution keep fighting. I don't – it's not that I even dislike any of the people in it. It's just – it's not a good story being told because, for one, from the way that I'm looking at it, they're still both heel factions. Yeah. So it doesn't really work. You know what I mean? Like doing heel versus heel. But people are still trying to figure out how they feel about the Hurt Business. And Retribution, again, being booked to be stupid and silly, you know, and lose pretty much everything, like, you, you've, you've lost the majority of people that you yeah. wanted to have a the vested interest in, you've lost them.
0: They weren't dominant. So, to me, they just weren't dominant enough Once the right. char- once the characters were named or established. Like, they were super dominant before the characters even, like, you even knew who was going to be in it. Like they were beating up everybody, tearing up the sets, tearing up the, the performance center. But it was like once they knew who they wanted in it, like they lost all their teeth. Right. Um, but so, but yeah, so obviously, and then uh, New Day is tag champs. Um, there's not much in way of, of feuds for them either, because to be honest with you, the main roster tag division is kind of bare at the moment. Like yeah. you're getting a lot of like singles guys being forced together to tag. Like to be, if I'm, if I'm honest with you, I think you would be better off. Like I get Sami Zayn's hot right now and they really, really like him as the IC champion, but him and like Kevin Owens teaming back up instantly gives you a tag team to play fodder to the street profits, Yeah. but they're not going to do that. They're gonna continue no, they're no. gonna continue to push guys as as single stars. And it was very weird too though, like Kevin Owens and Aleister Black had this really short term feud, but like now that's com- that seems like it's cooled down. But then they teased Kevin Owens versus the Fiend, but then they moved Kevin Owens to SmackDown and the Fiend the Raw. And you're like, Whoa, what am I like, you know what I mean? Like it's just
1: yeah, want- what was the point.
0: Yeah. yeah. So like it, it's it's a lot of shotgun booking, unfortunately, for everything other than probably the main titles at this moment. Um, obviously, you know, the women's tag championships are, are basically a fucking joke. They, it's a belt that gets defended, like, what, once a year at this point. It's sad. Well,
1: here, here's what's also funny is, like, you know, what I, I remember, like, uh... When they, oh, I, don't, I don't know if it was Nia Jax or Shayna Baszler or whatever, but you know, they were talking about how they defended on both brands. It's like, well, no, 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 no. You're forgetting. The women's championships, based off of WWE's previous statement, is that they can be defended on all brands, yeah. meaning Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. Yeah. Nope, we're going to go ahead and ignore that now. Now it's just for the two shows.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah. it seems like anytime they do a cross brand battle royale whatever for the tag titles like they don't like they they include one random ass nxt you know grouping of superstars and you're like well they're not going to win they have no chemistry they don't wrestle together like but like the thing is is then like you know in the so you have the iconics they kind of have a teased run they don't really get anywhere they lose the bliss and cross a bunch and then they split them up because uh wwe decides they're they're ready to move on from billy Kay, and obviously we you know you know peyton royce is obviously the i don't want to say obviously because i think they were they were both talented but i think peyton royce was just better in the ring i think she just she she, she shows match in and match out that she's a little bit better but then you saw the other night they try to tag her with what like lacey evans and yeah I'm like so you take her out of an established female tag team to put her with some rando singles wrestler who is probably better served chasing a singles title but right like why I is like
1: la- we'll i like
0: i think we'll get i like okay. lacey evans I think that Lacey Evans would be a great challenger at the moment for Asuka, since Asuka's got nothing to do. But that's the problem though. Like, you know, Asuka, it seems like anytime Asuka gets her hands on a championship belt, she she has like nobody to face that that like seems legit. Obviously, Becky and and and, or, and Charlotte are out right now when they will be back, but who knows when at this point. But and then obviously you get Sasha and Bailey, but they're both on SmackDown and they're carrying that division. I thought their match was awesome at Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, they did great. I like I like the finish too. That was uh, it was nicely done. Uh, it, it was a little choppy, but it was nicely done.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, so we'll move from obviously that kind of wraps up everything as far as Raw and feuds go. So we'll go to we'll go to NXT. A lot from NXT in the last two weeks. Um, Obviously, you had, uh, we'll just go from top down, Balor's still out, dealing with his jaw injury. He'd been giving us updates every week about where he's at in his recovery. Uh, I'd expect him back before NXT uh, takeover, before the next one. Um, But there's no official word if that's going to happen or not. Uh then I'd say next we go down obviously the the North American title uh Damian Priest and Johnny Gagarno. they they both put on a great match at uh Takeover right here yeah. Well, yeah they did, they did put a good one
1: on a Takeover and then yeah, then yeah. Was, they put a great
0: great match over on Takeover obviously uh johnny gargano comes back and reinserts himself as a number one container by tender by attacking priest essentially um and then william regal hits him with the we spin the wheel to make a deal um stipulation basically he won't know what type of match he's in until he gets to 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 take over um they built that well too uh with the go home show the week before takeover and basically said, you know, they had the, like the little cutscene where Johnny and
1: uh,
0: mm-hmm. Candace were at the were at the dinner table, and she's talking about how great it, it would be for her to get a certain match, and Johnny's basically saying he's going to get murdered if any of these matches get picked. Right.
1: Um, it was good. It was. It was. You know. Uh, it gives Johnny more of a. You know. Uh, I don't know. It,
0: a Weasley, he's a Weasley heel.
1: Yeah. And and, you know, like, like you and I have talked before in the past, right? Like, I don't like comedy champions at all. Like, I don't like comedy guys as being champions, but like this type of comedy, that's fine because he's not a comic act, right? No, he's, we we know who Johnny Gargano is. We know who Johnny wrestling is, but he can also be funny. Just, just like Kevin Owens or Sandy Zane or any of those other guys.
0: Yeah. And like I said, my, my biggest thing I've said, you know, about when you have a heel champion, they've either gotta be dominant like Roman is right now, or like Randy kinda is. Or cunning. I'd say. So Roman's like the dominant. Randy's like the cunning. But then you need you Weasley like you know, spineless champions work. It worked for the Miz in his first title run. It worked for Seth Rollins uh uh oh, yeah. title run with with you know um, shit. What, what, what were they calling themselves at the time? Triple H and M.
1: Oh, uh, oh, oh, uh, the Authority.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. So that's my thing. Like, I think Johnny Gargano makes a perfect, like, Weasley spineless champion. But I also thought the match at Takeover. Obviously, he gets help, um, which you know. So they they report it. Private, or not takeover um, at havoc. Calling havoc. They reported that they had some people with some COVID issues, and it apparently affected only one talent. Well, apparently, I guess that one talent was Shotzi uh, Black. Is it Blackwell Blackheart?
1: Hart Shotzi Blackwell. No,
0: not Shotzi Blackheart. She's she was the host. host who? Uh, yeah. Indie Indie Hartwell. Sorry, the uh, really, the yeah, chick really, that's yeah. been helping the Garganos and and Candice LeRae. So, yeah. you know she. Basically, I, I from what I picked up from what I was reading online, she was one of the people that you know they 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 had quarantining, and she was going to miss havoc. Well, she was supposed to play a part in Johnny Gargano's match, which um, and in Candice LeRae's match, and obviously in the Gargano match, she interferes, which leads to Johnny winning the game or winning. The, sorry, not the game. Watched a lot of football today. Um, to Johnny winning the title, and then later on, she ends up. It, Backfires in the Candice LeRae match and Candice LeRae ends up losing as a result. Um, but they obviously didn't show her face because it p- apparently was not her underneath of the outfit. But they're going to play that it was her and that'll be revealed either on Wednesday or the following week on NXT. But I don't know where that's heading. I don't know if that's going to like lead into like a Candice LeRae indie tag team maybe. But what good does that do us?
1: Or uh, will it lead to some sort of like Indy is trying to push Candace out of the way?
0: Possibly. I could see that. Yeah. And, and like I said, i I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the Gargano climb back to the top of the North American mountain. I thought that was done well. But there is a lot of people in line now. I mean, you have Champa, you have Kashida, you have Dream. You, I think, I think, I think you need to push uh, Priest up to the main, main event picture. I think he's ready. Yeah, it, 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 it,
1: he, he'll be good up there.
0: And if his match at in the house or in your house was any indication, him and Balor can put on a hell of a match with one another.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so. I'd, that'd be good to see him go up to the main title picture because it's fresh blood. It's a believable character and wrestler to, to, to take the title or at least fight for the title. I think O'Reilly and Balor have to give us a second go. I thought that they were so good together in the ring. I think they, they just
1: absolutely have to give us a second shot um, at yeah, that but match. I- I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. No. Uh, with us going on. So I yeah, I guess let's let's talk about Undisputed Era and everything going on there. Yeah, so
0: we'll go we'll go down to the tag titles. Um we'll cover the women's title after this, but uh so the tag titles obviously um UE supposed to face Brazongo in a tag title match. Um and they end up getting basically taken out one by one. So I I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't watch, I didn't get to that portion of that week's episode of, of NXT. So yeah, I'll it,
1: let it was doing really well. Um, so, I mean, basically, you know what, what ends up happening is, you know, they cut their promo at the beginning of the show. You know, yeah, saying, I saw hey, that. That. right. They don't win the titles back. Well, then, uh, then, you know, um, uh, Bobby Fish, uh, is, is, is taken out. I saw uh, that. And then, uh, then it's like, you know, you're left with Kyle O'Reilly, uh, kind of left on his own. Uh, and he's like, I'm not going to pick somebody and, and go flight. You know, I'm going to go to the hospital with my brothers. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, you know, just let, uh, Danny Lorkin and, uh, or only Lorcan and Danny Birch, you know, take take the opportunity, okay. and you know they pulled it off as like no, you don't you don't want us to do that, and uh, it, you obviously you know everything else plays plays itself out, and uh, it turns you know it turns out that they're not uh, they're not playing uh, they're not playing fair. It was all a big setup, right? Pat McAfee was yeah was there like if he shows up, he you know he screws over Rizongo. Um and uh the Danny Birch and uh Oni Lorcan they win the tag titles and, and that's kinda how you're left with uh with on that episode of NXT, is yeah. is you know Pat revealing himself to be the them I don't I wouldn't call him a mastermind, but it was just his way of kind of screwing over undisputed era. Again. Yeah, because they yeah. They didn't get the chance to beat Brazongo, which it sucks because like I like Brazongo as, as the NXT tag champs. Like you know, like you know, we were, we were very happy for uh, Fandango, uh, Fandango to to actually be holding a championship. And but same my th- thing with Tyler, Boogie.
0: but my thing though too is is as happy as I was to see him hold that championship on NXT. <clears throat> I would be just as happy to see Undisputed Era Danny Lorkin or uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin feud for the next three or four months until they can build another tag team or bring another tag team and do whatever they gotta do for NXT. Send Brazongo back up and let them feud with one of the two tag teams that are currently holding the belts on the main roster. These are main roster guys. Like oh, yeah. they're just back there trying to find a place in the company.
1: Right. But But so so we get so we get to uh, we get to the next week though and you know Kyle O'Reilly, he wants revenge. Um, you know, Bobby Fish and Roger Strong not there, so he recruits Pete Dunn to which, come out.
0: And, which I thought was super fucking weird because I saw obviously yeah. saw that and like I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, where has Pete Dunn been all this pandemic? Like, has he just been in America right. and, and not been wrestling? I'm like, that's a massive name that could have been holding the NXT title or fighting for it at this point
1: it was it was also just a really random pull you know like of all the people of all the people you're going to go to you're going to go to Pete Dunn, like what why like where does he fit in what in you, all of them yeah
0: or or right. even even fit in in like the undisputed era
1: yeah it just it, it, it doesn't it didn't make sense and of course you know it, it, it all it was all it was there for was to give more credibility to this Pat McAfee stable, um, that they're better. And you know what you, you and I talked about it too. And, and Pat McAfee, he put on a great match with Adam Cole, you know, even though he's not at the, at the Adam Cole level, he's not even at, you know, um, you know, something, you know, one of like the regular performance center, uh, guys, but he put on a—he still put on an entertaining match.
0: And- yeah, and he's a great mouth. I mean, if they're like, okay, we're not going to do a full like, like we're not giving you a full career, Pat. Like we're not putting you, you know, in, you know, we're not putting you in the ring every other week or every week or whatever. But if they could say, okay, Pat, you're going to be a mouthpiece. You're going to be a Jimmy Hart for these two guys who need a guy who can speak for them. Because let's face it. Oney Lorcan and Danny Birch, great in the ring, but uh, I couldn't tell you much more about them as a personality. I know, does Oney Lorcan hold up the two fingers? Isn't that like his thing? And he's got a really Uh,
1: he does one, and Danny Birch
0: does two. two, and then and then they you know they scissor each other or something. That, the, I don't know. Or, or lurkin has got the really weird Twitter account, or whatever he's got. I'm not hating on the guy. I just his characters, his characters, odd to me. It's almost like he wanted to be Tamasa Champa, but Tamasa Champa beat him to Tamasa Champa. <laughs>
1: he he tried to take a character that was
0: already established. Yeah, like. Um, but my thing, it, 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 my thing is, man. And if if one thing, like I said, you know, WWE has listened to us or whatever, you know, somebody I think is tuning in, but Tommaso Ciampa, I'm like, how do you not have something? I said this weeks ago. How do you not have something for this guy? And now he's on every week. That's what WWE yeah. needed to do. I would much prefer Tommaso Ciampa feuding for the NXT world title. I don't need another Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano feud. I just don't. They, yeah. they finished that with the, the kick to the balls at TakeOver Mania, and I'm happy with that. But yeah. at the same time, like
1: I f- save, them, save them for for somewhere down the road. Like, you always have that as a built-in feud or team. You don't need to you don't need to go to that well every single time.
0: Yeah, but I also feel like Kashida Gargano is going to be great. I feel like you know, I feel like that's probably where where we're headed. But then, what does Ciampa do? Does Champa finally get a shot at the NXT title again? Or do I think there would be a few too,
1: uh, Champa and Balor. But what about Priest? Yeah.
0: What about well, the, like mean, it's, crazy, it's crazy, crazy because it's crazy because this is the first time in a long time that NXT hasn't been loaded with a tag team division, where guys like Priest, Dexter Loomis, uh, fucking Cameron Grimes, like these guys that like are singles guys, but they 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 would have probably been paired up originally had a decent tag run and then split like that's kind of how NXT did things. This is the first yeah. time in forever. Like they're just loaded with single stars that unfortunately they don't really have enough TV time to do anything with. Right. Um, but well, I don't want to, I don't want to see them also go to the main roster and get the Matt Riddle treatment or Keith Lee treatment.
1: You, you mean just riddle because apparently we can't just call them Matt riddle anymore. Yeah. He's riddle.
0: Yeah, he's just He's Bro Riddle. I don't know what you You're right. Like yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I wonder if we're going to just start calling Keith Lee Keith Lee or uh Lee. Like this is Lee. Yeah. Or something. But, like I said, I I I wholeheartedly believe that NXT's in on the right path to, to finishing the year strong and going into 2021 with some momentum. Um they just have to build it right. They have to do it right, because at some point you're going to get carrying cross back. Um, at some point, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, there's going to be certain matches you're gonna get with with him coming back. That I think, you know, ultimately he's going to chase the world title. So I don't want to say that Balor is a placeholder champion, because I think Balor may hold the belt for a while, but I would like to see some newer faces getting challenges for the belt. But the issue you run into, in my opinion, is. You're not building your tag team division up. So, like Danny Birch and Oni Lurkin should, in all honesty, be wrestling UE, which I think they will. Brazongo is going to stick around and play a, a part in that. I'm assuming, but past those three teams, you couldn't name another tag team that is legitimate at this point. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to have Ever Rise challenge for the world tag titles? Are you going to have, mm. you know, are you going to have Drake Maverick and uh, Killian Dane? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: like that's the
1: that's a problem. I don't know, but I know, and but we've also been spoiled for years of 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 having great NXT tag teams, so it's like, you know, what are they going to do? Who's the who's who's out there? You know, on the market to uh, to you know come in and and hit the ground running, so to speak. Like, you know, they tried, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, crap, I can't even remember. Um, it was the uh, Indu Shear or something like that, and then the one dude took a picture of Keith Lee winning the NXT cha- uh, championship, and that was, like, the, the end of their... Uh, that was it. Uh, was, like, that the,
0: was that the, the guys with the the... The Weasley manager.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I can't remember. So I can. Yeah, but like I said, I'm taking anything from them. But yeah, I, that was the only other tag team that they really had. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know who's out there. Like I said, who's out there on the market, who, or who's about to become available that could come in and and help build up their division. Yeah, but
0: um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We've definitely had, you know, worse situations for them, but they seem to recover and figure things out as far as the tag division goes. Uh, The women's title picture, though, um, I think we're – like, as crazy as it sounds, like, with the way 2020 started with the the NXT women's title picture, it it looks like we're just going to fall right back into what we got last year towards the end of the year. It looks like Rhea Ripley is going to end up probably – getting another shot at some point to get her title back before WrestleMania season. Um, they seem to really like Ira Shirai. Um, I think her matches have started to get better. Um, I Obviously, I, I've been very vocal. I wasn't a very big fan of her, her singles matches, so to speak, but I, I didn't mind her in a tag team format. But She's. I thought her match with Candice LeRae was good, but obviously it's a it's a gimmick match, so it's 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 going to be good. You know, it's it's really tough to not have it's it's tough to not deliver in a ladder match.
1: And, I I feel like they missed their opportunity though. Uh, I, in in Candice LeRae uh, finally 100%. went. 100%. Yeah, like I feel like she should have won. Like I like Yushirai, and I and I was happy when she won the NXT Championship. But like you know, I want. I want the Garganos to, to have both belts. If only just to be like, look, we told you, we told you like to, to be those annoying heel yeah. champion, you know, you, you, you root against them like because they're so annoying, Yeah, you know what I mean? But
0: so like I said, I think, you know, you get, I think Ray Ripley's heading back to the main event picture. I thought, um, Gonzalez, what's her first name?
1: Oh, uh,
0: Raquel. Yeah, I thought, I thought her match with Rhea at Havoc was just incredible. I thought it was a great match. And, I mean, you, you're not going to get two women of that size, stature, and dominance anywhere else in the world right now. I just don't think there is anybody. But then, obviously, you know, if Gonzalez is looking that good, you know, Dakota Kai, obviously, is sitting in the back, not wrestling on, on Havoc, but she's, in the, she's available. You got Ember Moon, you got Tony Storm, you got Candice LeRae still, whether she's winning or not. Um, you know, you, you have a, a, bunch, a bunch of talented females. I mean, the NXT women's roster quickly grew into its own again, you know, because everybody was like, oh, they took everybody. Everybody's gone now again. Like, we don't know what to do. Like, well, it seems like they've kind of found their, their footing again. And obviously, bringing back Ember Moon like is is a main of main roster, uh, you know, pick back to NXT. But I don't think she was as dominant on the main roster as anybody expected her ever to be. So her coming back to NXT is kind of like a, a rebuild for her, very similar to what Balor went, you know, initially kind of went through. I think Balor benefited from people knowing he wanted to go back, where we don't know if. Ember Moon wanted to go back or if they were like well we're going to send you back down there and let you build up your character a little bit more you know what I mean like or we didn't know if they're sending her down there to be the veteran leadership in that locker room but like Mm -hmm. I said they have plenty of leadership down there I mean there's tons I mean the the amount of talent in that division right now is incredible because you look at you know we're going to flip the script here in a minute and talk about AEW and it's the complete fucking opposite It's it's just a barren wasteland for the AEW women's division where you know it seems like NXT, the one thing they're developing or developing well over there consistently are women's wrestlers. And don't get me wrong, a lot of those women are coming polished. They're not. They're not. You know, no name independence that the WWE gives them a nickname and they turn into this superstar. But like Rhea Ripley, I mean, I love when they show the the, the old uh, May Young classic footage of her, and she's like. Bl- you know, super-duper blonde Charlotte cookie-cutter, you know, basically uh, a splitting image of Charlotte. But it makes me laugh because she's... You know what I mean? Like, she, that's who she, she was, and she knew that character wasn't going to work.
1: And luckily for... Was, Charlotte, you, yeah. you, you didn't need you did another one.
0: And luckily for her, she had her time in NXT UK, and then she was smart. And, like, I've said this from time and time again... I get why Walter likes to be in NXT UK, and I'm sure that match he had on Wednesday was great. But if we're not talking about it, I'm sure there's some people that are. I don't think everybody else is talking about it. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's not at the forefront of people's minds because right. NXT UK's takeover or or v- event or I don't even know if they're calling it a takeover. It happened at 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Like, right. And I feel bad because I think there are a lot of world class athletes right now wrestling for NXT UK, but unfortunately I just think it's a failed I, I think I think the NXT branching across the globe is a failed you know, a failed adventure. Not in the sense that like it's it's not successful. It's just not successful enough, but it's also allowed talent to dictate where they where they are in the company. You know, Walter being able to say, well, I'm not going to sign with you guys unless I can book my independent dates in Europe and still wrestle for NXT UK. Well, that's cool. Like you have Walter under your payroll, but Walter under your payroll, he's never showing up to anything in the States, essentially. Now, obviously, when travel was easier, he was making some in-state shows. But now that's proving to be fucking impossible because of all these shutdowns. So what good is Walter doing your company right now when he's wrestling at 4 p.m. on a Thursday?
1: Yeah, I, uh, well, but WWE is a global brand. You know what I mean? And if they can keep people passionate about, you know, something, even if it's just in the UK, right? Like, because like, you know, yeah, we're not watching at four o'clock on a, on a Thursday because, you know, we have jobs and everything else and it's it's hard to do but you know the people who live <laughs> over there like that's their prime time like they're yeah. they're they're okay with it so um you know it, it's it's kind of like a give and take like i i wouldn't i wouldn't classify it as a failure i just think that it's it's just different because it's not what you know really what we're we're looking for and and i i hate to use the word inconvenient because you know the these nowadays like There's no reason for us not to be able to to really see anything if we really wanted to go about and watch it, right? Yeah, but my thing is, is
0: Walter's return for your company should be at a level in which you're getting marquee matchups. You could not right now for the life of you name another NXT UK superstar that's not Walter.
1: I, I can, but um,
0: but, but that's like, worthwhile. Like n- name one name one that anybody's going to recognize, other than yeah. t- other than Tyler, <laughs> other than Tyler Bright.
1: Right. I, I, if you're if you're saying you know, like who's going to be globally recognized, like easily, I, I can tell you right now, not even Walter is somebody who's recognized across the across the globe. Like if you went to any of the, anybody that is purely just. Uh, A main show watching wrestling fan, like they don't branch out, they don't even watch NXT. You know, they just watch Raw or SmackDown. If you show them, you're like, "Who is this person?" And you show them a picture of Walter, they're not going to know who he is.
0: But my thing is, is Uh, he's uh, he's obviously the easily most recognizable person on NXT UK. And Walter for the for the for the fan that's watching NXT on Wednesday nights in the in the states or, or across the globe. They want a Walter-Adam Cole feud. They want a Walter, you know, Matt Riddle, Walter Keith Lee, Walter... Name anybody that's been on NXT for the last calendar year and moving forward. They want to see the Walter matchup because he is... I mean, whether we like it or not, in the NXT UK title picture, he's the end-all, be-all. He will always be the end-all, be-all because no offense, other than Zack Sabre Jr., there's really, or Will Ospreay, there's really not a U- United Kingdom wrestler that has the clout that he has. And them not getting Zack Sabre Jr. to sign after the Cruiserweight Classic um, and obviously not even getting Ospreay into the building for that is showing that, like, yeah, you you they have a pretty decent grip on the European scene, but it's not all there. RevPro is still prevalent and it's still kicking and those guys are destroying the game in Japan I mean Osprey and, and Sa saber jr just competed in the G1 and they I mean easily some of the best matches of the of the tournament were with those guys involved um but like I said my my, my gripe isn't necessarily that NXT UK like I said I, I don't want to say that it is a failure because obviously it's giving it, it like you said is a global brand it's giving NXT UK audience, uh, a primetime representation of the WWE product, but they're not building, they're not really building any like global superstars. Like you said, even Walter, him, him of itself, he's not a global superstar. He will never be a global superstar, but unless he comes to the States, maybe spends his, uh, you know, a month or two on NXT you know, United States and then moves up to the main roster. And gets like a spot on SmackDown or something. But he's good enough in the ring. He's a good enough presence, personality, character that he would work on the main roster. But obviously, we know that he has no interest in working a full-time road schedule for WWE in the States, which the WWE accepted when they signed him. So, but... um So, yeah, I mean, that, that kind of wraps up. Obviously, Dexter Loomis, Cameron Grimes had their little haunted house match at Halloween Havoc um i thought it was just dumb but i mean i can understand where the the average nxt user probably found it entertaining it to me it was just kind of blah it's kind of ludicrous
1: I, I am i've never still not a fan of any of the theatrical matches right like or or just in, in general right like I'll i I've said it once and I'll say it again. I watch wrestling to watch wrestling. If I wanna watch something like that, then I will put on a movie. You know, like I pay for Netflix, I pay for Disney Plus, I pay for Hulu, I will watch if I wanna watch some cinematic production, I'll go to the places that do it better. Um, no to to their credit, Cameron Grimes and Dexter Loomis, they were the perfect people for it. Yeah. He did. He and I'm
0: I'm not going to lie when they were in the actual house there were some good jump scare moments and things that like you know that would have been more probably fitting for like a fiend level match but like it just didn't make sense to me like I got I guess I had to like I was trying to associate it with Dexter Loomis so heavily cuz you know like they did the graveyard match with with taker and obviously that's taker's thing like he's a undertaker it's a grave and then okay. they did they did the, the fun, Firefly Funhouse match with Bray Wyatt, and he, you know, he took John Cena on a trip down alternate universe lane. And, but then you also had the the Wyatt compound match with Randy Orton. So, like, mm-hmm. all these matches that we've had that have been off-site, um, and I was say they had a Hardy match, too, right, with him and Wyatt, yes. a Hardy compound match. So when all those matches happen, they, they're associated with the person, right? But like Dexter, Lo- like w- none of that stuff made sense. Like, is Dexter Loomis now like John Constantine? Like, is it, he like is is. is is he like a supernatural being that we were unaware of? Because I've never seen a supernatural supernatural being in corduroys. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 yeah. got he's got questionable fashion choice if he's you know from the underworld. But like I said, yeah. you know, it was it was comical. Like you said, it's very comical um and then you yeah. get then you get um uh el phantasmo del whatever i mean he's got the longest name they they freaking take matt riddle matt off of matt riddle but you know he's got a fucking name it's 17 <laughs> syllables long um i'm just gonna call him el, 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 el fantasma because that's what he was he's been fucking in his whole career as um, but obviously you had his his match as well versus what Jake Atlas, Isaiah Swerve, and who was the the third in that match? It was like some rando, right? Uh, hold on. Yeah, well, if you figure out the name, of it, it was a good match. All all six guys, even the guy's name, I can't recall. I thought I think they're – I have to say the cruiserweight guys on NXT that are getting time in the ring are phenomenal. They're great. They're they're, they're some of the most fun guys to watch. I'm not going to put them on like a WCW level where like the rest of the card was kind of putrid for WCW. But when you got like Eddie and Chris and Benoit and De- Malenko like in Ray, when those guys came on the screen, you were like, oh, we're about to see a really good match. Like I'm still saying, oh, we're about to see a really good match. I'm just like not – I'm not shitting on the rest of the card, so to speak. The rest of the card is equally as good. So these guys, by comparison, are, are kind of running with the you know running in the same stable of horses, so to speak. But I, I thought the match was good. I thought the move um, that Jake Atlas hit, where uh, he did like the Undertaker rope walk with the one guy, and then. Phantasma came across. He oh, yeah, he yeah, fucking yeah. jumped over him, landed back on the rope, and then kicked him. You know, super kicked him, and then did a flip. And Herc and Rana, the one guy. I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's some innovative shit. You know, that's some stuff yeah. we we haven't seen before. Like, that's cool to see. But
1: like, but then he goes and he fights him one on one at Halloween Havoc, and you know, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like it wasn't bad. It just wasn't like, there was no, at no point during that match that I'm like, Jake
0: Atlas is going to win. No, but Jake Atlas obviously put on a great match in, a, in the tag match the week prior that yeah. you saw, you know, when you saw that, you were like, man, you know, maybe, maybe it's his turn, but it seems like whoever has the coolest spot in the group match is then the person that gets the title match. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, like, yeah. like, that shouldn't be how it is. And I hate to say this. They didn't give a proper build for Swerve and Phantasma because I thought those two guys put on great singles matches together. But, obviously, it's kind of tough to give Swerve another shot when he, he – would he lose, like, two or three matches straight? Um, and, obviously, there was some, some you know, interference or whatever you could say. But at, at the end of the day, he, he still lost. And and you got at some point you got to move on to the next next topic, so to speak. Um, so yeah, that kind of wraps up all the titles and and like feuds that are currently going. When we talk Champa and Kushida and whatnot, um, they're I don't want to really say they have a feud, but I think you know they've definitely done well with their their matches to build them their individual selves up. Um, I think next week we get Dream and Champa one on one. Um, I guess they're trying to give Champa his just his come up since the dreams pretty much knocked him out two straight uh, opportunities with that cast on his hand. What's the cast on his hand for?
1: Uh, just, uh, I guess he got injured and, and that's that, uh, like in his match against Kashida. Where um, I guess it, I, I don't know if it. And now it's just playing in a storyline. Broke his wrist or something. I, yeah, I don't think that it's. I don't think that it's legit.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll move. Uh, we're going to jump into uh, AEW. Uh, build the full gear. Uh, we're going to speed through this. Uh, we'll talk more about full gear and AEW wrestling on um, in a couple of weeks. Obviously, post uh, full gear. But uh, Cody Rhodes coming back. Uh, basically, rubber matches two straight weeks with Orange Cassidy. Uh, I didn't get anything out of Cody Rhodes coming back and taking the belt off of Brody Lee. I would have preferred to see Brody Lee lose the belt to Darby Allen at full gear, and then Cody come back and feud with Darby Allen through Revolution, and let Cody be a heel. Like it seems like what we're we're headed towards anyways at some point, but. Um, so yeah, so obviously Cody and Darby Allen set up for, for full gear for the TNT championship. Cody is, I hate to say this, but him being a baby face on television is making it really hard to like him in real time outside the company where he's like, oh, the TNT titles is the most important belt in wrestling right now. Like, I get it. Like, you're carrying it. You want to make it seem important or be important. But, like, you saying it doesn't make it. You know what I mean? Like, you're not talking right. it into fruition. Like, I hate to tell you this, but, like, even the AEW World Championship right now is not the most important title. Like, it's just not, like, in my eyes, like, Roman Reigns has elevated the universal title to the top perch of, of, of all of wrestling at the moment. I mean,
1: look, I'll give credit where credit's due. Our truth is making the 24 <laughs> 7. <laughs> Something where I'm like, you know what, I don't care about this title, like in the same way that I would like a world title or an IC title. But I'm like, but you're you're, you're Just, enjoying don't, it. You know what? Truth, don't ever lose it. And when and, and you know if you do, like when you keep losing it, like you know what? Be a hundred times twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly. And, like I don't I don't care. Like it's making our tr- it's making our truth all my television show to break up the monotony. You, yeah. yeah I, I hate I hate the championship but I also I'm like it's fun. Yeah. I I don't we don't hate it in the way where I'm like I want it to go away. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: But so obviously, you know, I think Cody, you know, moving back to Cody. I think Cody needs a character refresher too
1: soon. If not in the immediate future, I, I AEW needs a uh, I don't want to say facelift, uh, but there's it definitely needs a reset. Yes. Um, you know, like things have gotten but it's yeah, con- the things that made them popular, the things that got them to where they are, like it's, it's gotten a little stale. Yeah. So and I think we talked about that in the last issue too.
0: Yeah. So my thing is, is obviously you get Cody back, he wins, he gets the belt back, sets up Darby Allen. You then get, uh, You know, like I said previously, talking about NXT, the AEW women's division is a complete barren wasteland. So, Kushida is now wrestling Nyla Rose again at full gear with little to no build, with little to no, you know, fair. Thunder Rosa just lost the title for NWA. I would rather see Thunder Rosa come in and win the AEW women's championship belt from Kushida clean And then take it away from the company. That would have been a, you could have built that on Wednesday night. You could have, this past Wednesday and the following Wednesday or or this Wednesday coming up, you could have built that. You could have said, I want one more shot at your women's title. And if I win it, I take it away from the company. I get to leave the company with it. And let her leave and do the CM Punk thing. You know, leave yeah. through the crowd or have Billy Corrigan come out and congratulate her. Yeah. And then they can say, we're coming back for our belt next week or whatever. And let her be like a dual champ. It would've it would have been interesting to see it happen. But instead mm-hmm. we're going to get Nyla Rose and Kushida yes. for the fifth time where maybe Nyla Rose is going to win and I'm not going to give a shit because I don't it's in it's nothing against aw or the women i just don't think nyla rose is a great wrestler i just don't like as somebody who should be dominant in that division she's just not she's constantly a loser because of how she's booked so i don't see her as a winner um no matter how many hall of famers you put behind her as a manager um and then obviously we get you know the the tag titles, which I think to this point have the best build out of all the matches. Now don't get me wrong, the AEW World Title match has actually gotten a better build in the last week or two, but it's obviously rushed. They, 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 you know, they pushed Eddie Kingston into the world title picture, but Eddie Kingston's run with the ball—he's the most entertaining person on AEW. Like when he gets a mic in his hand, other than I'd say probably Jericho. He he's one of the most entertaining people on in AEW. And him taking like his character serious and himself serious and like not playing games with people, like yelling at the cameraman to get out of the ring cuz it's his ring, like that's cool shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's heel 101. That's the kind of shit that, A, that MGF, oh, sorry, MJF was getting or was becoming popular for, but he kind of went away from. Um, mm. but Obviously, you know, I think the, the tag titles has gotten a g- good good build. But, like, even the Revival said, like, you know, for something that's been teased for years over social media, well, like, we're now here doing it, and it doesn't seem like it's getting enough love or enough fanfare. And it's really yeah. not.
1: Well, because, the like, I mean... <laughs> I don't know the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks turn right. Well, and and that's another thing, right? Like FTR, like the revival, they're 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 heel champions. Yes, right. And now you're you're turning the Bucks heel, and once again, like I said earlier in this issue, it's a heel versus heel. Yeah. Thing and most of the time, those builds, those stories, they just don't work because you root for. You're you're always looking to root for. Well, you and I and, and a lot of other fans that you know are just fans of professional wrestling. Gym, we we want whatever the best story is that's, that's being told. We want that to happen. We want to have a good match, and we're going to have a good match. Yeah. But what story are you trying to tell? The that the Bucks are turned heel. Okay, but are we supposed to be happy about that? You know, like, when they win, like, you know, think about the the eight-year-old version of you in the crowd, right? Like, you don't like either of those scenes because they're bad guys, right? So my thing,
0: I think we're we're seeing, we're going to see a complex, as crazy as it sounds, the Young Bucks in a complex story situation where I could almost see Adam Page losing to Kenny Omega, clearly, right? I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Kenny beats Adam. Adam takes his frustration out in that, that tag match and helps the Revival win. So the Revival technically don't get their hands dirty, but the Bucks don't win the belts. Adam now not necessarily turns heel, but... But he's trying to get some sort of retribution, some sort of, or maybe he tries to help the Bucks, and he costs the Bucks the match. And then ultimately, maybe he, that forces his hand to align with the Revive or FTR or whatever. We think, you know, I think all of us as fans of AEW see FTR versus the Elite. It's happening. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen in the sense of FTR with Adam Page versus the Elite. Because they've showed no interest in putting FTR together with Sean Spears, even though Tully represents everybody. So, but, yeah, but my thing is, is I do believe that Adam Page may play in some role in it, or I think the Bucs lose because the Heels, the Heels, cheat essentially and the bucks
1: this is is the bucks going hey we're never going to challenge for you know the tag titles ever again i know heels lie but i like i i think that somehow i think that somehow the bucks do win well so so it's
0: very similar to to cody stipulation if i lose this match I'm never going to return and challenge for the AEW world title again as long as the company is around. They're doing the same thing that Cody did, but I don't think they're going to... I hate to say this. Even if they don't win, I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're going to honor that. I think they're going to say, well, no, we're going to wrestle you guys next time. Or we're going to... You know what I mean? Like... They're going to basically play the executive role of like, well, we're the, we run the company. How are you going to tell us now? Right. Like we write, our names are on your check. Like if they're going to go full corporate heel, that's how they're going to do it. But we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm like you said, it's got the best build. It's got the most interesting build, maybe not the best build, but the most interesting build to this point. And obviously my said I touched on Moxley and Kingston. I think Moxley's time is due. Um, do I think Eddie Kingston should take the belt from him? No, because I think Moxley needs to have the belt taken by Kenny Omega. That's, yeah. I mean, that sums that up in a quick little, with a little bow. Um, Kenny, Kenny needs to win the qualifier match, and that's the end of that story. Kenny wins that match. He goes on at Revolution, ends Moxley's historic reign, and we move forward. I'm also interested, obviously, we get Matt Hardy and Sammy uh, Guevara. I'm hoping that neither of them kill each other. Um, They have a history of trying to do that, apparently. Um, Should be an interesting match. Hopefully they keep it in the ring and it doesn't get stupid like it's been doing the last two attempts at this match. Um, And then, obviously, I guess we're going to get an answer on MJF and Jericho and the Inner Circle, Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know where that's headed. Uh, Obviously, we, we experienced the most ludicrous 25 minutes of professional wrestling history. Um, yeah. With with their their little song and dance, I told you it was a absolute car wreck, but it was like one of those car wrecks you couldn't look away from. Um,
1: but it's you know, you and I talked before, you know, before we recorded today, and it was like, you know, it looks like they're trying to turn Inner Circle into uh, into like a face type faction. Yeah, and it's going to lead to MJF establishing his own thing and. Uh, You know, feuding with inner circle.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I like I like Pride and Powerful. I thought their obviously their match with Best Friends in the the back the parking lot brawl match was. Oh,
1: great!
0: Yeah, one of the best in recent history of of, as far as just like the, the the. no holds bar type ding, but I do think that we need you know we need them to get back into the, the tag title picture too. I would have been more interested in like maybe like a three a, th- a triple threat match between them. Obviously, we, the Bucks and the FTR thing has been built as a, a rivalry, so let them have their moment in the sun. But I would wouldn't mind seeing those three tag teams in the ring with one another at the same time. I think it would be an interesting interesting match, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think you know. I hate to say it, but I just think I, th- I think Moxley's time is done. I think MJF is on the rise, like you said. You know, he. I think him feuding with Jericho is going to be so. Jericho puts him over, which then leads to him wrestling maybe wrestling Kenny or wrestling whoever has the world title and actually getting the belt. I also don't see Wardlow sticking around with him much longer because they're they're giving him more and more opportunities on television too um and then obviously uh a little for me just personally obviously pentagon jr being one of my favorite wrestlers um it was i I did like to see i I don't like to see ray phoenix get hurt i knew he got hurt as soon as i saw that move he did in the match i was like yeah he's fucked up and like penta penta knew he was fucked up um, and they finished the match quite quickly after that and obviously it was later announced oh yeah well we're not gonna put you know Penta you know we're not gonna put Penta on the or, or we're not gonna put Phoenix in the match and we're like oh, okay um, so Penta got his opportunity but I would hope to see I'm hoping to see a Lucha Brothers split and a singles run for both of them because I think Penta as a heel him, uh, Phoenix is a face works and it works really well it's worked in other companies really well I'm hoping they do it in AEW soon um, so we'll move off from AEW. Um, the only thing I really want to talk about from SmackDown is Roman Reigns.
1: Yeah, because um, that's what matters. I mean, we'll hold on. Sasha Banks winning, which we talked about. Already, yes. And the match was a in the cell. in the cell was, was good, but yeah, I, as far as SmackDown goes, you know, the only thing that matters right now, I, I think, is Roman Reigns and yeah. sort with, with the use of
0: um, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't overly excited for the Night of Champions match. I thought it was great. I, like I said, I thought the delivery of the match was good. I thought Night of Champions was good. Obviously, they rehashed it, and they kept it going. I was like, this is interesting. I'm, I'm more interested in now, because of the, how good the match was the, you know, the night before, or the, 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 that previous pay-per-view. And then, obviously, we get Hell in a Cell, and I thought that match was great. Now, I don't need all the theatrics that Hell in a Cell gives you in that match, but... I did think that Jay and Roman delivered within the time period that they were given. And then obviously, you know, Jimmy getting involved and getting choked out. And essentially, Jay didn't give up. Like, Jay didn't quit. Jay quit because of his brother. Yeah. And he still wasn't ready to anoint Roman. And then obviously, the, the rest of the, the family comes out on the stage. And that was a cool moment. You know, like, I think, like, looking back in t- 10 years, like, if, if he becomes, like, I, I mean, obviously, the the one you would most likely compare him to is the next Rock. I think that moment is that moment where you're, like, that's where he was, that's where his rise began. As crazy yeah. as it sounds, you're talking about a guy who's been a fucking unteenth-time champion. He's main event at 20 WrestleManias. But that moment there on a crowdless, Covid nineteen hell on a cell pay per view was probably the moment that put him in the sun and let him you know start to ascend to the sky, essentially. Yeah, and
1: storyline um, is 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 kind of what we as fans like because people were so against Roman Reigns. You know, yeah. go back you know, before before the, lo- the leukemia thing, right? And
0: oh god, you know, so- I mean, even with leukemia, people were fucking shitting on him.
1: But I mean, like he just got—he was getting so much flack. It's like, no, no, like this guy is talented. Like he's not—he's not, you know—he's uh, not Goldberg, right? Like. No. He- He's 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 good in the ring. He's decent in the mic. He's doing what's being asked of him, and he's yes. trying.
0: But then, he, obviously, this is the Ro- that that version of Roman Reigns is this version of Roman Reigns is like little brother. This version of Roman Reigns is the Roman Reigns everybody has wanted. He's he's dominant, and you can't even call him a heel because he's not doing right. heel things. Yeah, he does have the guillotine choke now. Which is, a, is, right. is more of a heel finisher, but it's a dominant finisher. It's a finisher that you're like, fuck, that makes sense. Like, right. he's a big dude. He can choke somebody out. That's cool. Awesome. But, like, him being who he is, like, the whole head of the family thing, like, playing up that sh- that angle has been is, – is super cool. You know, like, obviously playing back to, to the – To the Hawaiian roots and all the stuff that they, that, you know, the Samoans are, the Samoan roots, all that that plays back to, like, there's so, it's just so much good for him as a character, but then he's delivering in the ring, like, he's still working at the rate he's always worked at in the ring, which has always been very high, Um, and his moveset fits a heel champion. It always has or at least a dominant heel champion, I should say. So obviously, you know, we get that. And then obviously this last week, you know, Jay and him continue to have their confrontation. And then Jay ends up wrestling Daniel Bryan for the qualifier match. And then he ends up obviously attacking Daniel Bryan post-match. Did he do it at the behest of Roman? The Roman, like, tell no, he, he
1: kind of he, he, he went about it and did it on his own, which is kind of the shocking part, right? Because, like, you that's that's kind of like you would think, like, old school booking logic says Roman's going to force Jay to do stuff that Jay doesn't want to do because you know he, he, Jay is still trying to be a good guy, yeah. Um, but no, they they they, they colored outside the lines, which was great because it wasn't predictable. You know, Jay makes the turn on his own going, you know, like, I understand now, like I get it. Like whatever you've been trying to tell me, I'm, 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 I'm on board. I, I'm listening.
0: You're the, you're the head, you know, cause he said you're the head of the family. I, I get it now. I love you too. I love you too. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you've beat, you've beat me, you've beat me into submission. Now I, I'm just going to play. I'm going to play by your rules. Cause clearly, my way is not working, right. so that that's cool to see. Now it's interesting. I mean, I don't know if Jay's healthy. I know he obviously was out with his knee, but if he's healthy, does he get to come back now and see something different? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like,
1: is it? Well, yeah. I mean, what what are you, what are we gonna do with Jimmy? Like, you know, like is he? Uh, is he going to? go on to to raw because that's where naomi is or is he gonna stay on smackdown because that's where jay is and if he does come to smackdown you know and stays on smackdown um you know where how do you how do you recruit him into the rest of the family because you know i feel like he's gonna be like you know Roman choked me out, man. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like, do we go through this whole thing again with Jimmy? Is the question. I don't think we need to. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing it be a Jimmy J rivalry. And maybe one of them doesn't join. One of them's like, look, man, I'm good. I don't need this. I'm going to Raw. Like, if that's the case, like, cool. And then they can rehash it later if this Roman and Jay thing actually kind of works out. But obviously, the whole family angle really only works if everybody's involved. And that really does give you that Samoan SWAT team thing people have been dying for. Don't name it that. Because just like I think with her Business raising the point and New Day to a degree of, like, we don't want to be the nation of domination. We want to be our own thing. Let, Let Jimmy, Jay, and Roman decide what they are. You know, right. you know what they're going to be. They're going to be the family. That's what they're going to call themselves. You know, but like I said, I don't mind that. Like that's their thing. It's original to them. and It allows them to build on it. Um, like I said, Roman's the, the hottest thing in wrestling right now. If you don't, if people don't agree with that opinion, whether mine or Charlie's, because I think we both are on the same page there. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I, I'm you're talking about AEW guys who fucking six months ago, if you'd have told us we were sitting here singing Roman Reigns praises and WWE's praising of handling his booking, we would have probably told you you were full of shit. But, <laughs> but we're sitting here today, legit, telling you, Roman Reigns is the best thing in professional wrestling right now. And that's better than anything that that AEW that is doing, we're going to doing whatever or in new Japan and new Japan. Don't get me wrong. They had, you know, the G one just end it, and they're doing, I think best of super juniors in the tag uh, tournament together, which would be cool, but it's still not Roman reigns right now. Roman is, 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 is at the top of the game. And I hate to say this to Paul Heyman's right behind him and he hasn't really been doing much, but he's there when he's there and he does speak, he adds to it. You know he, he he's he's not subtracting from Roman's dominance or character. It's almost like what they should have done with him and Brock for years. But I don't know. Um, that kind of wraps up my thoughts on that. I mean, like I said, tied up with a bow, with a bow. Romans Romans it right now. Um, yeah.
1: Until
0: he, Ken he I hate to say this. Until Kenny wins the title as a heel, Kenny wins the title as a heel. It it, it it's it's neck and neck for me. It's got to be good. It's got to be good kenny the cleaner heel though it can't be whatever dumbed down version they're going to try and give us okay. um well, anything I'm, else on your end for that
1: no nah, man I, I think we covered a lot and uh, yeah i mean wrestling's been good man and I, I hope it continues like you know like it's i i'll admit like i was burnt out for a while and uh every, covid has actually been something that's i think kind of rejuvenated my uh my love for professional wrestling like yeah. because it's, they, they have been doing a lot better. So yeah.
0: And, yeah. And, and it gives you something to look forward to every week, especially with everything shut down. And also, like you said, you know, it, it, it's made you focus up on, I mean, you can't go out and go places. So it gives you some time to focus up on the things that maybe you weren't focusing on before, which unfortunately sometimes ends up being professional wrestling. Yeah.
1: So it's been good, man. But no, I got nothing to add to, to, This
0: week, so uh, all right. Well, then we'll uh send you guys off. We'll step out, side the ropes, we'll ring the bell, so to speak. Um, if you're not following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or um any other forms of social media, you can find us at at DJI podcast. Uh, we have been super, super active on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter lately. Um, we, we do, I mean, you're probably getting six, seven updates a day from us for varying things, whether it's wrestling news, pop culture, comic news. Um, we've been putting out a ton of, a ton of media. So just keep with us and um, obviously stick around and, and see what, w- what we have coming out. Um, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, uh, obviously, we didn't get to any spotlight issues in the month of October like we wanted to. Uh, we wanted to give you guys a Ghostbusters episode and give you guys kind of a 80s slasher horror, you know, best of the best type episode as, or issue as well for spotlights. But we just didn't end up getting to it. Uh, we could still do a Ghostbusters issue uh, this month, um, but we're, we're, we're going to figure those out along the lines. Um, we're trying to do those... Well-
1: real real life happens and yeah you know, it is real, so. so
0: we'll get around to those if we can get around to them we'll come up with something nice for you um in our in our off weeks to cover but um yeah uh other than that uh we will see you guys on wednesday for issue number 22 um yep. and uh where we cover some hot off the press issues from comics all
1: right man Hello. That all sounds great, and uh, hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, I've got nothing else if you've got nothing else, man. Nope. All right, in Hit our music.